0: Hey everybody, it's your girl, Queenie Love, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Relationships Zone, the podcast, Um, here where we talk about all things love, life, and relationships. I am currently embarking on a series, an ever-evolving life. Um, I believe that our lives are forever unfolding and... Um, This has really been on my heart to talk about evolution and change and how we, especially as we are becoming older, um, how we are ever evolving. If Someone would have told me when I was young that I would still be figuring it out and growing and evolving. And I, I, I don't know if I could have imagined what they were talking about. I think maybe because for a long time, I just thought I was always kind of older. And always thought that I, sh- you know, I-, I knew better and, you know, I-, I was mature. And so, you know, I didn't really give myself a chance to understand that there was going to come a time where um, I would look back over my life a year, two years, five years, three months sometimes and see that I've changed or I've evolved or I've grown, I've matured emotionally and mentally, not just by age, you know, but. Um, But I've come to a point in my life now where I accept that we are ever evolving. And I think that's the beauty of really reaching a certain point in your life where you can actually look back at life and say, wow, um, wow, you know, like I've, I overcame this. Um, I thought I was you know, going to take this path or make this decision or choose this career or marry this person or in this relationship. And you begin to reflect on your life and you see that you've made changes, evolved. Um, you turned a few corners, you closed a few doors, you wrote a few chapters, you extracted a few chapters. I mean, we get to choose and evolve and grow and so much, you know, it, it's beautiful. Um, so with that, these are heartfelt conversations and I will have these conversations throughout the remainder of 2022. And it is centered around an ever evolving life and the matters of our heart. And today I am interviewing or chatting with, I really don't want to say I'm interviewing, but I'm chatting with, um, one of my mentors and I think he, I feel like he was like a divine assignment, um, when I was, um, back in middle school. So back in the 80s, late 80s, um, I was blessed to have a teacher, a a PE teacher, (laughs) uh, by the name of uh, Eric Tucker. And I went to Spring Lake Junior High. So this is out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I went to a junior high in a little town over on the other side of Fort Bragg, out by Pope Air Force Base. Um, Spring Lake. (laughs) And I was blessed to, I say blessed now, um, I was a troubled child, a troubled teenager in that time. And many times you may hear me kind of give a glimpse of my childhood and what it was like. Um, But there are a few key people that were instrumental in guiding me in spite of my challenges at home. And Coach Tucker is one that I'm having an opportunity to sit down and talk with and Two others have already preceded me in death, Um, Maxine Anders and Mr. Lawson. um, Both were from the same school, Spring Lake Junior High. And you'll get an opportunity tonight or today, depending on when you're listening to it, to understand um, why Teachers matter so much to me. Counselors matter so much to me. Why those troubled youth matter when I hear or see parents um, treat their children in a particular way. Why it um, ignites me and fires me up. Um, It's because I think that sometimes our villages fail our children um, because the parents fail our children. And the villages will sometimes turn a blind eye. Um, But I was blessed to have individuals like Coach Tucker and a few others to see that I was a child that needed, um, I needed good adults in my life. And although I gave these individuals holy hell, and I I mentioned this in my talk with Coach Tucker, um, he did not give up on me. And his chastisement and his scolding and his willingness to be consistent in my life impacted my life greatly and i am forever thankful i get choked up because i feel like i could never repay him and, and we talk about this in our in our podcast um, and so I've tried to live a life that will make them proud. Them meaning those that never gave up on me. And Coach Tucker is one of those. And he is one of those that are st- still here. And I felt like I need to talk with him. Um, I remain very close to Maxine Anders and very close to Mr. Lawson. But they both have passed within the last five years. So they both have lo- have gone Um, But the memories and the lessons and the life that we have built together, our relationships, spans over, oh, 30 years. (laughs) Over 30 years. I'm, yeah, I'm of age now. So (laughs) over 30 years. Um, So the person you see and you get to know and you hear, (sighs) trust me if it hadn't been for these individuals you may not have the same opportunity to hear me and to know my heart um if it hadn't been for them so just a really quick synopsis of coach tucker i i i we we go over this in the podcast but i just want to tell you that he's a he's legendary and i don't know i mean i'm not in north carolina anymore i don't know if he gets the recognition that he truly truly deserves but he was a remarkable PE teacher at Spring Lake junior high and not just a PE teacher. He was very intentional about black and Brown people at Spring Lake junior high. He was so intentional as a black man, um, in a leadership, and in an influential role, he really cared about those that looked like him. Um, And I don't know if, you know, I don't know if the others knew that, but I think any of us children of color that remember um, Coach Tucker, you know, remember Coach Tucker and the impact he had on our lives, we may not have liked him at the time, but if we really, really think about it, he was so intentional about making sure that we understood that we were worthy and valuable and we had to work our ass off to get ahead and he was not going to allow you to just BS your way under his watch. I mean, he would challenge you. <laughs> Don't start, no, won't be, none. Nah. He would challenge you and, 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 and you knew if you look back on your life, you realize he really did all that really because he cared about us. Um, but he went on, he left, Fedville. I mean, he left um, spring Lake junior high, you know, life would take him, to coach at Fayetteville State University, the women's basketball coach. And Coach Tucker still to this day is ranked amongst NCAA Division II national leaders for coaches. He had the highest winning percentage, one of the best winning percentages. And if I remember him sharing this, I think he said they won over 300 games. Coach Tucker is legendary, not only because of his impact at Fayetteville State, with the women's basketball coach, as a women's basketball coach, but also what he did at Fayetteville Tech after he left Fayetteville State. He went on to establish a basketball program out at Fayetteville Tech. And his family has roots in Fayetteville, North Carolina, from dentistry to mortuary um, or funeral home business, shall I say, Coach Tucker has just influenced and impacted and mentored and guided so many of us. I can't thank him enough, but I'm grateful. I am one of the lucky ones that had a Coach Tucker. Kind of was my Joe Clark. (laughs) At least as a kid, I was intimidated. I felt like he was like Joe Clark. But I am blessed to say, that I have a Coach Tucker in my life, and not only do I call him my, um, you know, PE teacher when I was young, but today I can call Coach Tucker friend. So without further ado, I want to welcome Coach Tucker to the Relationships on the Podcast as we talk about life, as it evolves, and it's ever-changing. Enjoy. All right, so welcome, 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 Coach Tucker to the Relationship Zone, the podcast. Um, I'm so happy to have you as part of my ever-evolving series. Coach Tucker, how are you doing tonight?
1: I am doing fine. I am so glad to be a part of this. I'm just so thankful that people like you didn't forget about me.
0: So coach, I can never forget about you. And um, so those that are going to be watching and listening to this, um, just to give you a little bit of background on coach Tucker and I, he was my one of, he was my middle school coach, um, middle school PE teacher. um, But to be honest with you, he was more of a mentor to me and um, I was a troubled child. So in this show tonight, you're all about, all about the trials and tribulations that I gave to him um and then as the universe would have it as god will assign it um he began to be more of a mentor as i become a a woman and i remain connected to him so this is why coach tucker is here tonight and i'm excited to talk with him.
1: well i'm glad to talk with you and sandra you know we we got a history and uh it's 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 a unique history and um Nobody needs to know everything, but it, it, it turned out well. It turned out good. <laughs> it, it
0: did. It did turn out well. It did. Coach Tucker, you have been an educator for quite some time. Um, it seemed like when I was a kid you had been teaching for a long time, but of course that's how it seems when you're a child. So if you could tell us a little bit about your, you know, about you, your life and, and your your choice to become a teacher, um, and the path that, you know, that, you know, allowed you and I to cross.
1: Well, first of all, yeah, I um uh, my my mother was a teacher. I come from a family of I guess you would call it educators. Uh my, my mom was a teacher um uh my sister-in-laws and uh, uh a lot of the ladies in my family were in education. Um uh, I didn't know exactly what path I was going to uh, uh go down or pursue when I was in college, but I majored in physical education, and I always wanted to coach and be around kids. And I, biology was my was my uh, uh, my secondary major, and physical education and health was my uh, my major. And when I graduated from North Carolina Central, uh, uh, I, I I didn't want to stay in Fayetteville like a lot of young people. I want to go to quote unquote the big city. And as God would have it and the stars aligned, I got a call one day from, and I was panicking because it was getting like late, early August. And, you know, school started like mid to late August. And I got a call. With a, the guy really called my mom and wanted to speak to her. But I answered the phone at my mom's house. And uh, I told him uh, who I was. And he said, well, you the one I'm calling about. You better come on down here and sign this contract. Now, I I didn't like that. I was so disappointed, Sandra, because I did not want to be in Fayetteville. I wanted to go to the big city. But anyway, I got my first job teaching at Hope Mills Junior High. um, And then I did that for one year. And then I did elementary PE for like two years. And then all of a sudden, you know her, Miss Quarters, if you remember Miss Quarters. Yes, I remember Miss Quarters. Yeah. Yeah, she's still crazy. She, we're still in touch with her, and she, she and my wife were friends, were childhood friends. And she, when she was the assistant principal at Spring Lake, she called me one morning and said, uh, "Do you still want to get back into junior high?" I said, "Yes." Yeah. She said, "Good, cause I moved you," <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" Uh-huh. So she, she just moved me to Spring Lake Junior High. So. That's how I got to Spring Lake Junior High. And when I got to Spring Lake, I might have been in education what oh, probably six or seven years. So, I know the kids, like you said, we looked old and you thought we were old, but I really, I really was about twenty-seven, twenty-eight when I got, uh, you know, out to Spring Lake, and I stayed there about what oh about five years. And I, that's when I came across you and Chris Ray and Travis. Bats and all of those fellas. Yeah. Uh Norman Wilkinson. You forgot about those names. But anyway, oh, yeah. then I went back to uh yeah, I went back to school, got my masters, and then I um got, went to Fayetteville State University and I was the women's head basketball coach and I taught some classes there for seventeen years. So mm-hmm. add all that up, the seventeen at Fayetteville State. The seven or eight at Spring Lake and the one or two at the other elementary schools. That was my 30 years in education. So I retired. I retired in 2009 and uh, retired relatively young, but I've enjoyed doing nothing but sitting around getting fat and eating, but that's a part (laughs) of life. Um, So I did my 30 years. And then I did three years at Federal Tech. They wanted, to start a program at Fayetteville Tech, so I started a women's basketball program at at uh, Fayetteville Tech, and I did that for three more years. And about three years ago, I said, "You know what? I'm hanging up my whistle. I'm I'm going home." and and that's where I've been ever since. But I'm always available, and I and I like I like people, and it's good to know. You know, if you if you if you touch one, you will know it. You yeah. know, you are a prime example, but a lot like a lot of the girls on my basketball team you know they call me father's day christmas you know and that that means that means a lot to me that they still we still have that relationship and it's not all about sports or in the classroom it's about life yeah it's about life yeah so that's me in a nutshell
0: okay okay okay. (laughs) well coach thank you for sharing that and there's so much in there i want to kind of touch on um But when I like that's a that's a huge career, a huge, you know, that's dedication to teenagers and to
1: young men and
0: women. And, you know, and I know that you did some amazing work over there at Fayetteville State. Um, I know, you you know, this, of course, this show is not about that, but I want to I do not want to um, not acknowledge, you know, the path that you that you charted over there at Fayetteville State and the lives that you changed and he had a, a huge winning career over there, um so anyone that is into basketball, college basketball um women's college basketball, make sure you look up the state coach tucker and he did some amazing work over there and um I'm sure you touched a lot of lives um on those teams.
1: I hope so. I think I did you know, like you said it's not about it's not about on the court you know a lot a lot of the young ladies that that's, and that's the ironic part I had no idea. Because when I was with you guys at the junior high, you know, I'm like, uh, I wanted to be like everybody else, male. I wanted to be, you know, coaching men and doing this and doing that. But when the women's program, when I got a chance to t- touch a favorable state, I had no idea I was going to wind up 18 years being a women's basketball coach. And you're right. We did touch a lot of lives, man, because it's not about – it really is not about – you know, you got to be a, a psychiatrist, a psychologist mm-hmm. – you know, a mentor. Look now, you know, women at at college age. Oh Lord, you know, <laughs> that's a total different subject. But we we got through it, and it was it was rewarding, to say the least. It was rewarding.
0: Yeah. Well, I I definitely uh, commend you. I, I don't know how you I don't know how you even did it with me, okay? So and and it's, <laughs> I wasn't even playing basketball, but <laughs> but, but <No>. somehow <laughs> you did it. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. You you, you were, I I don't know what to say except for you got me prepared. <laughs> we, know, me. we
0: we are going to dig in a bit on that because um I believe in the power of evolution. But I don't believe evolution um happens without a change agent and some and oftentimes they're ex- external and the real work is internal, right? Um and yes. when I think back over the life that I've lived and I look at the people that truly were my mentors and truly inspired me really probably were the people I gave the most hail to, which were my teachers, Yeah, <laughs> which were I some gotcha. of my teachers. And so, um, so this is the reason why I'm doing this series is it's really about growth and development, how we change throughout, you know, our life course. And, and, you know, the, the way we start is not always the way we finish. And so, um, i'm honoring you know i 've always tried to honor you and and there's uh, two other mentors i i 'll be remiss if i don 't mention their names um miss uh miss anders and mr lawson um all from Spring Lake junior high along with coach tucker um you know you three were key in my life, and I know I gave you three hell um' everyone else too but <laughs> a lot of it was yeah because <laughs> Because you three really set standards for me, and you saw something in me, and I think there was a part of me trying to rebel against it, but I'm so, so, so very thankful for it today. So we're going to dive in a little bit.
1: (laughs) Okay. I'll be glad. Well, let me put on my goggles and my uh, wetsuit, because we're (laughs) going to dive in, boy, we're going to go all the way to the bottom.
0: So, so, so listen here. So here, here's the deal, Coach. I brought my tissue because I was like, I'm probably gonna cry. I always cry, um, but it's always good tears. So it's just joyous tears. It's, it, my heart is always yeah. filled and full um, because I love you, and I love Mom Anders, and I love Mr. Lawson, and I'm very, very thankful for the patience that you all showed me and the understanding that I saw you all show so many kids throughout spring lake junior high um, so let's talk a little bit about spring lake junior high Now you and i we talked about this about a couple of weeks ago spring lake yeah. junior high felt like an inner city school to me i was coming from the country i had lived in robinson county i grew up on a farm and when i was brought to the city i just it was a culture shock i had never seen you know, the type of things I was seeing, I'd never experienced what I was experiencing. I'd never seen these fi- family dynamics that were so broken. Um, we were in the middle of the crack epidemic. And so for me personally, I struggled to adapt. And so um, like the old saying, say if you can't beat them, you join them. I did the joining for quite some time. So you came to that school and it was, you know, I think it was uh, Principal Blackwell was there and and Cordes and, yeah. and was there. Um, but you came to that school. How, how was that experience for you coming to this middle school that, in like I said, that I was, think it seemed like it was a city, a city school.
1: <laughs> well, it, it, it was, you and I basically had that same uh, culture shock. I came, like I said, my first year teaching, Sandra, I was at Hope Mills Jr. And you know Hope Mills from then and now. That yeah. was the little kind of white collar, mm-hmm. uh, Caucasian dominated uh, enrollment. Uh, and then going from there, but to Spring Lake, but but I've always been somebody like my daddy used to have a saying when I was growing up, he used to say, if you can't adapt, you can't survive. Mm. And I never will forget that. So no, no matter what happens, if you can't adapt to that situation, you can't survive. So when we got to Spring Lake, it was like all of this you know stuff you learn in education 211 education 430 when you're in college all the maslow's theories and all this stuff but that stuff goes out the window <laughs> because when you when you go into the classroom and the bell rings and everybody doesn't pay attention to the but eight you know it's like mingling at a concert in the lobby Nobody, like, sits down and gets ready to listen. It's like chaos. Yeah. So you got to say, whoa, forget everything I learned in this book in college because this ain't it. <clears throat> okay. So <laughs> you have to adapt. Being a black man in during the 80s, during that time, was like the middle 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that the superintendent, you know, of public schools, Cumberland County, they had a, a tagline. And the tagline was... All children can learn, and that was on every bull. You don't remember that, but that was on every bulletin board in every teacher's room because they realized everybody was different, but they didn't have no idea what they were saying. All children can learn. My and I remember, about my first day of classes, I remember telling the kids out there in the shop, out there in the agricultural shop, because that's where we had that our class. I do believe that right. was out there. Yeah, I yeah. had two classes out there in the ag shop and I had one and somebody else had the other. But that's where you all, that's where we connect. Yes, but anyway, that's where we were at. <laughs> I know. I remember and and I and I remember I remember writing something on the board. That's all of now once I got attention, I wrote on the board and this this is crazy, but you know I was crazy still am. I wrote, Don't start none, won't be none. <laughs> that was my motto. You know, you know <laughs> And that was a James, I said, I, I remember saying, you all remember James Ryan, yeah, yeah. I said, well, let me tell you something. Don't start none, won't be none. And that that was my tagline. And you had to come in, and I cannot remember this girl's name, but she was in that class, one of the classes out there. Cute girl, mm-hmm. but she was just a tyrant. You know, she was you and you, you know, you two ran neck and neck. But <laughs> but the bottom line. My wife was writing a check at the grocery store not too long ago, well, maybe three or four years ago now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wasn't with her, but when my wife came home, uh, my wife said, Eric, I said, what? She said, I was writing a check at the grocery store. And a a young lady said, you Eric Tucker's wife? And Teresa said, yes. She said, Lord have mercy. And she she was one of the... the, (laughs) She was one of the victims of my don't start none, won't be none campaign. (laughs) Because we had a big showdown. She's going to come in class late. And I told her, I I locked out the door. I locked out the classroom. And she's going to get loud when I did let her in. I guess that was going to run me. That was going to scare me, right? Yeah. So, you know, me, I'm like, oh, you want to get loud? So, you know, we just had, oh, man, we went at it. And you know what? She bust out and started crying and ran out the room. And I didn't mean to do that to her, but I had to get control of my classroom. Yeah. And I'm trying to tell you, look, you know, you're not you're not going to intimidate me. Like I told them, I've been black long before you born. So <laughs> you, you got to come with another angle. And once over the first, second, third year, Sandra, let me tell you, I mean, we just rolled. I mean, the kids yeah. like me, I love them. You know, we, we just connected like a glove because I wasn't mean to nobody. But I was gonna kind of demand respect, but I was gonna give you respect, and I was gonna teach about. I was gonna to try to tell you things about life, not necessarily what was in chapter two. Mm. Chapter two is good, but sometimes all learning is not in books. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah so yeah. that was my Spring Lake experience, and and uh, like I think I told you when we talked, Spring Lake wasn't for everybody. It was like an inner city school. It was, you know, it was like a BET movie. Yes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know and a lot of people couldn't adapt to that yeah. a lot of these young teachers especially caucasian young teachers they couldn't adapt to that because they, they first of all they never grew up in that environment they couldn't adapt to it they had never seen it they didn't know how to adapt to it so they just threw up their hands and, and left yeah and and the thing that i think one of the things i think it was. It's a detriment to young black kids, even then and now. And I know this sounds crazy. Was integration. Integration hurt black kids. Oh, sure, sure. You you don't have. You have no role models. You don't have any black teachers. Uh, uh. You know, because when I was growing up, maybe to the ninth grade, because, the Cumberland County Schools integrated. Sandra, when I was in the ninth grade, but until then, you had. Black teachers, I don't care how warm or pretty it was outdoors. If you didn't do this math at the board, mm-hmm. if you didn't do this uh uh what you call it, diagramming sentences in the English class, you didn't move. You know, and they demanded that from you. But as soon as integration hit, people didn't know how to react with each other. You know what I'm saying? So yes. they would just so they would socially promote you, and then you got to the twelfth grade and graduated, and you you didn't know nothing. You didn't take the right mm-hmm. courses to go to college. You 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 just were. They just promoted you and got you out of the way. And I think integration. I hate to say it, but if you if we had black teachers in black schools that cared, like you said, me and Mister Lawson and Miss McCoy and mm-hmm. so many other, you know, old, you know, hard nosed, yeah. and scared of nobody.
0: Miss Graham. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah. i been mean, Graham, I forgot about her. Yeah. Mr. Elliot, Carr, he was weird, but oh I liked my it. god, yeah,
0: Mr. Elliot, a little <laughs> weird, but yeah, I did like him. Too.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So, uh, uh, the bottom line is, uh, yeah, Spring Lake was it could be on BET on Wednesday nights at nine o'clock, <laughs> nine to ten, you that's know, because so that was the kind of school it was. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and it was it was tough. It was tough for I mean, you know, I think for a lot of us kids. I mean, you know, I kind of hung out with a variety of children. I you know, I, I hung out with the smart ones and, and I hung out with the bad ones. I skipped school with the bad ones and I sit and talk and and, and you know and get to know the, the better kids, you know. And uh Yeah. So I kinda like Well you
1: know what? You like my daddy. You said if you don't adapt you don't survive. For sure. You adapted with with the uh, the Norman Monroe and the, yep. the, the, the well I mean the, the mom Monroe, the Norman oh, Wilkinson. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh What's the boy? Uh, what's the name? I got surprised. He was on Facebook. Uh, what's that boy's name?
0: Fabian. You remember Uh, Fabian?
1: The artist? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Fabian was one of the good guys. Yeah. He was one of the good guys. I know. Yeah. Uh, what's the boy's name? No, God knows. Tracy, not Tracy, but anyway, but Fabian was a good guy. Um, who else was it? Uh, 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 but there was a lot of guys out there that yeah. were good and bad. But you know, we we had to get uh, get what was Gary's last name? Tall Gary, black guy played basketball. Crazy. God. What was Gary's know. name? But anyway, but there there was enough of us. Joanna Long. I mean, she was supposed yes. to be the little, the little teacher's yeah. Little daughter. Yeah blah, yeah, blah blah blah. La, yeah, <laughs> we had La,
0: LaQuita but, English. I know we're we're naming all these names, and this is really just pain Marion Blake. Marion Blake. Just yeah. just paying homage to yeah. spring, late like, junior high, in the, in yeah. the classes and yeah. the classmates. Yeah. And, um, but there are so many people, you know, uh, Sandy Smith. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> Sandy. Yeah. yeah, she she's on my Facebook. Sweet girl. Um, there's so many people that I I look back and I'm like, wow, I, I remember all these people. I hung out with them in different in different ways, yeah. or because they knew I was the bad girl, right? Sand Sandra Smith, yeah. or Sandra Smith. You know, I'm always into something. Um,
1: yeah. So, you know, I'm yeah. sure some of them yeah.
0: may, may have been a little annoyed and intimidated by me as well. <laughs> but they probably were. <laughs> thankfully, we're but, adults but you, now and we're good.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? There was something in you. I don't know what it was. I, I mean, you know, because you was you would come in class and you would be fine. And we, I was teaching at health out there in the in the ag shop where the classrooms were. And I, you were one of the brightest students out there, forget that. And we'd have the discussions on this and that and whatever. And then the bell would ring, and then I'd start talking to taking a role for the next class. And before I knew it, I'm hearing a commotion sounding like, uh, boom, like, like <laughs> Ford Bragg is practicing. And I'd go out in the hall, and it would be, guess who? It would be you. And I said, what is wrong? You just left me five minutes ago. <laughs> so I, I, I'm like, what happened to you? But you know that was true. But me <laughs> and you had our one-on-one little conversations.
0: We, we would. We would. We would. You're right, Coach. Yeah, things would happen, you know. And I didn't have a lot of time to be playing around with those young kids. You know, in my mind, I always no, thought didn't. I was so much older. And I just didn't have time to play games. I could talk to the adults, and I could barely tolerate people my age. It was... <laughs>
1: Yeah, you 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 obviously couldn't because <laughs> you didn't take any jump because I'm telling you, girl, you were like flip the switch and it'd be on And, then, and, and off you went to Mr. Lawson's room.
0: <laughs> I would go to Mr. Lawson's room. I'm telling you, this is why Ever Evolving is so important because when I, you know, when I see troubled youth, I'm like, that used to be me. And yeah. um, I know something has happened to them. Something is happening or has happened to them. And I tend to create space so that they can feel safe and can talk about it and be seen and heard. Um, because oftentimes, I mean, no one knew my mother was, was really the the source of all of my, my troubles at that time. Right. Um, the loss of my grandmother, you know, things like that I was struggling with yeah. and, and then I'm placed in, you know, living on Shaw Road of all places, trying to learn how to yeah. survive. And 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 you know, I'm maybe we weren't equipped, right? People around you then may not be equipped to say, hey, what's going on inside? What's happening? They weren't equipped, right? But but I know I needed yeah. I can tell you now, I know I needed that. And I think one of the people that saw that um the most was Maxine Anders. And so I remember I spent so much time going to her office just with stop yeah. <laughs> no yeah. no all pass, just stop in, but it's because yeah. I knew she saw that there was something else churning inside, something else was going on behind the scenes, and that's how yeah. she and our relationship you know it bloomed into thirty years of me calling her godmom and thirty some years yeah. me calling her godmom until the day she passed away, so yeah. But but again, I go back to this. Teachers like you give children like I was a chance to thrive. And I know, I, I say it all, I gave you hell. I know I did. Because yeah. even when yeah. I wasn't in your classroom, you would put me on the side of that locker and straighten me up if I was out there getting into yeah. trouble.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I, yeah I, there's just something that I, I, I don't know what it was, Sandra. But I just knew this is a kid. That people are mislabeled and and going to say she doesn't belong and she's not going to be whatever. But I don't know what it was. I just kept coming back to saying quit, stop. You know, and you know, and I know you and Miss Andrews had that relationship. And she told me, and, and I knew that when you gave us that little uh, that little luncheon that was so sweet that I never forget, and that meant so much to me. Uh, I got the 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 uh, glass. Uh, Little bit of platinum. I mean, little plate over here on my bar now. Yeah. And yeah. I was reading. I was telling my wife this afternoon. I said Sandra gave me that. And I mm-hmm. talked about how you all wouldn't let us go into the main, the little uh, uh fellowship hall because yeah. you stopped us stop out there in the church. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? Because you told me you said, please, not, on the third Saturday, whenever it was.
0: Yeah. And
1: I did. And I was surprised when I saw Mr. Lawson. <laughs> and Miss Anders in there and we had a good little reconnect party. Exactly. And then you called us in and I'll never forget you said what you said in this this on uh, the last couple of times we've talked. You give your flowers to people while they are living You know, let, let 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 people know, hey, I appreciate you. You know, don't wait till you land up in front of some church and people walking by jabbing their eyes. Too late now.
0: That's right.
1: Too That's late. Right. You know, and let me tell you something. I do not think I ought to be this old. I I'm still 25 in my mind. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've always been silly and, a, and acting yeah. crazy, but I, I just look at the time and time waits for nobody. That's right. You know, time, Sandra, time waits for nobody dear. Yeah. And you better reach out and touch the ones you can, and you better show them some love when you can. And, Honestly, when I left Spring Lake Junior, I I hated. I kind of was sad because I realized you're not going to be able to touch these kids like you you did, and and everybody uh, doesn't feel about kids like some of us do, you know. And and I and and not only you, I remember uh, you know I was a basketball coach at Spring Lake with Creel, Cheney, and all them guys. uh And uh, I never forget. I got tired of them talking about Duke and Carolina, so I remember this. I asked Mister Blackwell. I said, Not "Blackwell, can I take the activity bus?" And I'm gonna take the basketball team in Spring Lake wow. to a basketball game. Fayetteville State played Virginia Union, and I took them. I mean, uh, that old white activity bus. Come on, kind of yeah. <laughs> activity bus out there, and with my look and that. I, took, I invited the whole basketball team, but probably eight or nine guys really came. Mm-hmm. I, I stopped at McDonald's. I never get this. And I, I bought them some food. I mean, it wasn't much, but, you know, I, mm-hmm. I budgeted in my pocket. I bought them some food. And we went out to the Cummings County Arena to see a black college basketball game. Wow! Now, nobody will remember that but me and maybe one or two of those guys, whoever they are now. Sure. But I was tired of them talking about Carolina and Duke. Well, that's great, but that may not be where you can go. But you might be able to go to Fayetteville State. You might be able to go to Virginia Union. You might be able to go to Winston-Salem State. You know, I want them to see there's something else out there for you besides what you see on TV and what they want you to see. Because like I used to tell them, what do you think your black doctors and dentists and teachers and lawyers came from? HBCUs. You know, I, I had a brother that was a dentist.
0: Yes, he applied
1: to go to, to go to the University of North Carolina. They told him no. He went to Howard, graduated mm-hmm. from Howard, came back, was a successful dentist for thirty-five years and fifth. Now, what if you know what if they didn't have a Howard to go to? You know, so yeah. I, yeah, I just remember trying to teach kids. There you got options, you know. You got options. And and you were one of the kids that I didn't realize I had the impact I had on but I liked you. And you know what? Don't don't get it wrong. Teachers, we don't like all students. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, and I'm just honest. We well, no, we don't. So some of you look at we like, I can't stand this joker. But yeah. but you never, know, <laughs> but you weren't that type of person. There was some good in you, and look at you now, baby. I am yeah. so proud of you. You Thank look you. like you ought to be on MSNBC. I'm telling you. Ooh, you you really do. You look existence. like you ought to be. Yeah, I'm a, I hope so, cousin. You need a four o'clock show on Saturday afternoon. You ready yeah. to come on right before the red now? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like yeah. that. I like that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so I want, I want to just back up a little bit because uh, I know, again, people will hear this and they'll, that we need a little bit more con- context. So um, okay. Coach Tucker was actually sharing with you the plaque that I got. him, and he's telling you about um, how he and Maxine Anders and Mr. Lawson, his name is Charles Lawson, were all asked, asked to come over to this church. Well, the whole reason for it and he's right, I feel like we should give flowers to the people while they live. And these individuals were instrumental in my life and I could never repay them. There's, there's no way I could have repaid them. Um, by the time I, I thought doing this, um, I was running army 10 milers. I was doing all these amazing things in the, in the world um, throughout, throughout the DMV. And I kept, it kept thinking like, how did I get here? and how i got here was based on these three people because so many other people that had been instrumental in my life had already had already preceded me in death they were already gone and so um coach tucker and maxine and charles they were still in my reach and so i was like let me get them together and he's right i didn't want them to come into the little area because we were still trying to you know make it a surprise and all that um, but I knew that I just couldn't repay you, coach. Um, I could not repay you. I couldn't really, first of all, I couldn't afford to repay y'all. Like I felt like you deserved, like sending y'all to Italy or something like that on some of amazing- Oh
1: man, nah. Look, look. <laughs> so you, I, felt like yeah. I,
0: could, I felt like I couldn't really afford to do that, right? So um, I do heart work. And so for me, I was like, let me give them part of me, which is really my heart and words for my heart. And gratitude and thankfulness. And I believe that we should openly praise people when we're able. And what better way than to bring you all together and have that moment? And I was on it that you would say yes to it because I kept thinking about how much hell I gave you.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that that you know, that you repaid me twenty times more because that is honestly. As we spoke earlier about having success at Fayetteville State, and yeah. you know, I was fortunate to be uh, named Coach of the Year, and yada, yada, yada this, and yada, yada, yada that at Fayetteville State. But coming from somebody that I knew felt what they were doing, well, as far as reciprocating a feeling of thankfulness back to me, Sam, I'm not lying to you. That is one of the that is one of the most memorable and touching things that's ever happened to me, mm-hmm. because I knew it came from the heart, and it, it wasn't a big fanfare. It wasn't the newspapers was involved. It what it was somebody, each one, teach one moment that I, yeah, I could reach out and tap a little black girl from Spring Lake and said, "Damn it, straighten up and fly right."
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Bottom line, and that's what you did. Then not only did you straighten up, you you got a like you were arrow. You got like a arrow. You straightened arrow now, and I'm so proud of you. I'm just looking at you. I'm looking at what you're doing. I, I'm you just don't know. So you have repaid me. Don't worry about Italy. I can't speak Italian no way. So <laughs> <laughs> you know. So you 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 have repaid me. And I'm sure Miss Andrews felt the same way before she passed. Mm-hmm. She was just a good lady. I used to talk to her anyway, just about everybody, including you. And Mister Lawson always never smiled. He always acted like he was mad, uh, but he wasn't yes. mad. He wasn't never the big teddy bear.
0: He was a big teddy bear. I was his prodigal daughter, and every time yeah. I would come yeah. home, my prodigal daughters come home and pull me right at the front of the church, and they'd have yeah. all this like all this big fanfare when I came home, came in, and. Oh, I yeah. They they um. You know. I I say it all the time. You all were amazing when I was in junior high. But I'm even more grateful to have you in my life as an adult. And I've been yeah. blessed to have all three of you in my life um, at all the different stages of my life. And I'm forever thankful for that.
1: Well, you're welcome. I I, I like I said, it, it was really a uh, an honor uh, for you to think about this and. Uh, you know, I don't know how good it's gonna do anybody, but you know, I, you know, it, it's just, you know, you, you got to find folk out there who care about young people, and they're out there. You just got to find them, and uh, they are telltale signs. I don't know what they are, but put it like this: you, you'll know them when you find them because be, there's a connection there, Absolutely. and uh, and uh, you know, like I said, Spring Lake and Shaw Road. I know where that is, Ooh. and I know. That's tough. But look, guess what? Yeah, that's tough. But look at you now. So, and and you ought to be proud of that. You ought to be. Sometimes without podcasts, you just need to go in front of the mirror and and do a jig by yourself and laugh (laughs) and say, Thank you, God, for going about your business. You're absolutely right. (laughs) Yeah, coming out of there, it it, it ain't easy, Sandra. It ain't easy. And you have so many things going against you that everybody didn't know why you were. Like you said about your grandmother and yeah. uh, your, your mom. Yeah. The, 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 nobody knew that. But you yeah. walked around as a teenager carrying that load on your heart and your mind and your soul. And that was yeah. a lot to carry for. It was lady. a lot they to what, carry. Yeah. 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 It
0: was a lot to carry. Not knowing where you're going to eat. Not knowing where you're going to sleep. It was a lot yeah. was, um, was the time to carry. Especially constantly living with That's my grandmother, which was very settled life. To so now being you yeah. know, I was just placed in Shaw Road and I had to figure out how to survive. So um,
1: you know. <laughs> well, you, did. you yeah. did. Yeah. Look, you did. I mean, I it did. was a a rough it was a rough couple of rounds, but you, you did well. Listen, did when you hard went hard. to Pine Forest, so did you leave when when I left Spring Lake, did you go to Pine Forest? That's where I you went, went to high school? I went
0: to Pine Forest and then okay. um then my my mother, you know, she was really, really, really having struggles in her life, and so okay. I quit. I left. I quit school. All the teachers were new. You know, I wasn't with my tribe. I didn't know there was no one yeah. there really keep me. You remember? I used to I used to cut up in school and go home, and and, and Miss Anders will come pick me up and take me back to the school. Right,
1: right. Yeah, 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 yeah. She and, told me about that. Yeah, and,
0: yeah. And I got suspended, and they tried to expel me and then i would leave and then miss anders would go and tell miss quarters we she's going to be in school and they put me in school suspension for like months you know
1: i know i know you, you so were gonna- permanently
0: <laughs>
1: <permanently> <laughs> yeah. <in school> suspension. <laughs> they said what grade are you in in school suspension <laughs> I'm in
0: ISS. yeah I'm just yeah. that's where I am yeah. so that's how yeah. Mr. Lawson became like my godfather like an angel in there he just yeah. he, he would scold me there and he would look out for me when I would leave school and you know yeah. he'd make sure you know he and my anders both would make sure I had food to eat and slide me yeah. a couple dollars and you know yeah. would, they yeah. just was, yeah. they were amazing people and they understood that the struggle I was, wasn't mine. It was my mother's. Yeah. And I'm just trying yeah. to survive and I had this high IQ and I'm making all these great grades, but I couldn't stay in school that I just couldn't right. stay in school, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I wound up leaving, Fairf- I, I wanted to leave in Pine Forest and, um, I just, you know, I, and, and there's another story, uh, another show where I'm kind of telling my story how, when I left Pine Forest, um, I got into all this, these other things and got into a lot of trouble and then I just wound up okay. um, going over to get my GED and then because I said, okay. I can go to college with a GED. So I went straight and got yeah. with a GED, scored <laughs> off the record. Off the
1: chart, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People were like, I can...
0: you sure you don't want to Why, why is she here? Oh, yeah. Right? They couldn't yeah. understand yeah. it, right? And Miss yeah. Anders, she was disappointed that I did because I did it without telling her. And she was like, Okay. Why did you? You know, you could have taken the high school exam, and I didn't know that. My my mother actually yeah. would have sign off on it, and she wouldn't. And so I did okay. it my way. Emancipated. I did yeah. the GED, then I went straight and enrolled into college.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I got you, Sandra. That, well, you know, nothing stopped you. Put it nothing that Nothing
0: ever stopped me. Nothing ever stopped yeah. me.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm so glad that it didn't, because um, that that's a story that, in itself. So. But anyway, what talk to me? What else okay. you got? Okay, so you, so you, 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 I know that okay. you
0: have. Um, I know this game night, so I do have three questions. I just want to give you, and um, I would love for you to share with us your thoughts. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. I'm ready.
0: So, um, well, one of my questions is, what were some of your fondest memories, in, um, while you were teaching middle school? And you kind of shared some, but do you have one that just kind of jumps out that you didn't share and you would like to share?
1: Uh, well, I cannot really pinpoint one. I'm thinking as we spoke, um, not, not a, not a big one, but like I said, just being able to, uh, be a part of these kids life, the, you know, you guys out there spring, like, I mean, on the track, I was track coach. And when I didn't realize that when I left, uh, uh, excuse me, spring Lake. And went to went to favorable State that Travis and and Chris yep. and there were two other guys that were on the little track team where they on the four hundred by four four by one hundred relay at at uh Spring Lake. They went all four of them wound up uh and they got four year scholarships to go to college from yeah, And and uh, uh you know, and uh, Chris went to East Carolina. Travis went to uh, uh, Kansas, University of Kansas. Uh, and the other two, well, I tell you what I didn't know, they working at 3M in, Minnesota, in Minneapolis. So they, they in the management at 3M Corporation in Minneapolis. Wow. And and those three guys, like I said, they were some of the guys that I took to the basketball game, yeah. you know, out, out at Fayetteville State because they were Duke and Carolina. And I, I was... <laughs> I just I'm just glad that I was able to touch guys. And not only you and there was another person I was trying to think about, uh Reggie, oh big Reggie. What was Reggie's last name? A kind the of Burke? a heavy set guy. The Re- Burke? Yeah, Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie. Yeah. I See, remember Reggie. So, you know, I got so many Yeah, yeah, Reggie. Uh there's so uh, uh there's so many memories of people and and uh like I said, I, I really can't pinpoint it, Sandra. I really can't. I okay. really don't. It, it, I I just enjoy I just enjoy Spring Lake. You know um, that sounds crazy as we said it was like an inner city school, mm-hmm. but once you got in there and once you cut your teeth and the kids let me tell you about kids they see through phonies, yeah. you know they they see through people who are not real. And once I got there and made my little mark and and got along, you know I love the kids and I I think most of the kids you know when I see kids now at the fish market somewhere, and they're like, hey, Coach, Tucker." (laughs) Now, somebody remember you 30 years ago as one of your... uh, uh, Scobie, do you remember Jason Scobie? Yes, I remember
0: Scobie, yes. Now... Hey, everybody. I want to quickly share with you what I'm drinking. Here lately, I've been drinking the Premium Sea Moss Gel, and it is from premiumcmosgel.com. Love, 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 love this particular brand. Love this company. Um, Their raw harvested sea moss is primarily from St. Lucia. They also are able to get shipments from Jamaica. Um, It's very, very fresh. The product is produced first and third weeks of every month and then is sent out and shipped to you. Two days delivery is pretty much what I believe um, it stands by. Uh, when I tell you the last order I received locally of course it's from Richmond Virginia or whatever Richmond area I think it may be Glen Allen area but last time I uh, received it I had a little thermal shipping bag in it, still had ice in the bag. I put it straight in the refrigerator um, when I got the box, wasn't able to open it. Took me about five to six days to open the box. When I opened it, guess what? Ice was still in the box, had my sea moss nice and cold. I was super, super excited. Like it doesn't get any fresher. And I will also tell you, this is the first batch of sea moss that I'm able to actually take a spoon and actually just head, you know, just head first, just take it, gulp it on down. No chaser. Um, you know, most sea moss, you kind of got a little fishy smell. It's not great. It kind of like you got to blend it mix it with something where well, this already comes infused. I have the mango, ginger, and turmeric. And I also have this wonderful lime and mint mojito. I'm just going to tell you the truth. If I had a little shot of something I could put in there, it would set it right off. But that's how good it is, right? Um, it tastes good, raw, tastes good by itself, tastes good whenever you put it into a smoothie. I'm actually enjoying this infused sea moss. Please, please, please check them out. Premium sea gel.com. Check, check them out right now. You'll love it. Several, several, several um, flavors, elderberry and beets, uh, pineapple, sea moss, uh, it's infused with collagen and biotin. Um, I think they could, they come in bundles. They have revitalizers. You know, you can use sea moss on your face. You can use it in soups. You can use it in, uh, smoothies, in ice creams, just get it in. So please go out there and try the premium sea moss gel today. Let them know that Queenie sent you back to our regularly scheduled program.
1: This is a true story. I was in uh, Kroger and there was a guy in front of me in the military so He had a brother, uh, Josh and Jacob, okay. Josh and Jason. And one was like eighth grade, one was ninth grade. And they talked, you know, I was a soccer coach in spring. I did it, everything in spring. Like, you now, did. you know, I didn't know nothing about soccer. I had never, <laughs> you didn't I did know not know. A no, but dr blackwell said look if you if i give you this job you're gonna have to coach soccer so i wound up coaching soccer now in the store at kroger i looked at that on the on the guy's military tag and it had scoby and that's such a, a unique last name so i was looking at him and he turned around and he said hey coach took us hey and we started talking now i said where is where is josh that was his brother and he said coach took it and he looked at his wife and they started laughing and uh, I said, what y'all laughing about. Josh was the NFL kicker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, yes.
0: my goodness.
1: And I saw Josh on TV for many years
0: and, and did not put it
1: together. Him. Yes. And he was a spring net with you. Yes. Uh, but he was out there on the property. Yes. Josh um, retired a millionaire from kicking a doggone football through <laughs> the goalpost for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So... Don't let Spring Lake fool you. Yeah, it's got oh. y'all got a lot of good people.
0: You we know, did. You just
1: got to reach out and touch them. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's not a, a a fond memory of anything, but just like I said, I guess my fondest memory is touching the kids that I touched. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we okay. I think, all right. My 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 second question is, and you kind of already answered it, but I'll ask it again. What did you see in me um, to cause you not to cause you to not give up on me, and why?
1: Sandra, um, that, that's a $64,000 question, but I got a $65,000 answer. Yeah. Uh, I, I just saw a spirit in you. I saw, as you said, the intelligence in you. I saw you were, you, you, you were a grown woman's mind in an adolescent's body. <laughs> and whatever they do with you is for it. You remember Mr. Cashwell? Yes, I do, Mister. I do remember Mister. Yeah, Cashwell. see, yeah. So Cashwell was a guy that really, uh, you know, he didn't have a lot of love for people of 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 our persuasion, if yes. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I knew him from a different angle than you guys did. Okay. And I, you know, he was always trying to send everybody home and get them expelled and all that. Miss mm-hmm. Cordell, even though she was kind of gruff and acted like she didn't care, she would kind of she would negate some of the things he would do. And a lot of times, you know, you fell into that category where, you know, to me, people were trying to do you wrong. And I knew that all you needed was something. <laughs> I don't know what that something was, but thank God for Lawson and Anders, they saw more something because they were just more in tune. But I saw that you were a smart black uh, young lady who won't, won't take no junk. And somebody needs to give you an opportunity and a chance. And I didn't want you to blow it to, on doing something like knocking Mr. Blackwell out <laughs> because back that was
0: then. was
1: Yes, I know who he was, but you were. I would. I wouldn't put it surprise you if he caught you wrong. You would have went off. I'm You're telling right. you <laughs> And and I just knew. I said, Nah, Lord. I don't know why. That's why. Like you said, you remember them up against the locker, like, Sandra, oh, yeah. we Because just... yeah. I, I just saw something. I just saw spirit in you. I can't put my finger on it. But I, you know what? A lot of kids, as many kids as, as I have come across in my 30-plus years of education, when somebody calls a name, like when you said Sandra, I'm like, yeah. You know, when the light goes up, instantly, you know you made a mark on, you made an impression on a teacher. Yeah. You know, not a teacher, a person, because yeah. you know a lot of kids. I'm like, "Hey, how you doing, right. guy?" That means I don't know who in the devil you are, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. recognize your face, but said, "Oh Lord, yes, I remember you." So there was just something about you, and I'm so glad that I did, and I'm so glad you felt that uh, you you felt that I could talk to you that way, but not trying to uh, put you down, but trying to build you up. Yeah. You know, and- and,
0: and and that's what you did. I, that's what you did. That's what I really remember the most. And I was like, I would be like, I cannot stand Coach Tucker. But it was because every time I'd get in trouble, you'd be coming around that corner. Yeah. And, you know, you push your glasses up because you're looking over your glasses. And, and then you point yeah. your finger. And I'm like, it's like you. Yeah. Like he's my uncle, and you know, yeah, but, yeah, uh, but I <laughs> yeah, so appreciated yeah. those those wall locker talks, and you
1: yeah put yeah, if the you, if the lockers could talk <laughs>
0: if the lockers could talk and and you reminded <laughs> yeah. me this is something I, I tell this story often, but you reminded me that I was a black young woman, and that in these streets, color was going to matter, and my yep. education mattered, and i could I could not yeah. risk. Messing it up. Um, and you yeah, used yeah. to see another smart black girl or black boy going yeah. in your life. Like you yeah. would tell me these things and, you know, and I would be mad at you, but those things stayed with me and I would hear them and hear them and hear them. And, hear them. and I still hear them
1: from you. Well, you know what, Sandra? And I'm so glad, you know, I my last, uh, when I told you I was a favorite chat, um, a guy came. <laughs> And this just popped into my head when you said that, and that's all I was trying to do. I didn't want talent to go waste. I didn't want it to be waste, because Sandra, honestly, you know, like you said, when you left and you got emancipated, you could have done something. That there there's a lot of smart black men and women not locked up. Yes. They you know, and they did not. They they locked up Sandra, yes. and they don't. They didn't get a chance. Now, there was a guy. I when I was at a Spring Lake a guy came, now he's in um, computers. He was the guy at Fairbanks Tech that did all the computer uh, work. And he came in my office one day and he was fixing my computer. And he said, Coach Tucker. I said, yeah. And he turned to the guy that was with him, it was the white guy, and he said, that's the guy I told you about to push Jack me up in the locker room at Spring Lake? I said, man, what you telling? I said, you do going to get me arrested. He said, nah, Coach, you don't remember that. And he re- now, he's grown as you are. And he said, I, I honestly, said, I don't even remember jacking him up. But but he said, I, I told everybody else to go, 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 go. You know, we had Jim, all the other people left out had the locker room. And I kept him in the locker room. And I jacked him up in the locker he said, Coach, you, you scared me to death. He said, but you told me something I ain't never forgot. And I said, you must have you telling this guy here 30 years later about it. He said, but that jacking up was the best thing that ever could have happened to me now. Absolutely. So, I, I just don't want to see you you you, you my black kids. I just didn't want to see them I just didn't want to see y'all go down the wrong tube, baby. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I was just trying. Yeah. Well okay. I'm thankful.
0: i I had something to prove because, you know, you gave me so many talkings, but that one last time you
1: jacked me up on that line. <laughs> <I don't laughs> but know You know what's <laughs> think y'all gonna say if I did that now I've been in jail. They'd have <laughs> fired me on the spot. <laughs> but you know what? I did that yeah. at a black. Predominantly black middle school where I cared. Now, yes. if I was at Hillcrest, uh, 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 Albright, and some of those white schools, first of all, you know, they wouldn't have understood that, what I was trying to do. They, sure. All they would have seen is a teacher abusing a student. And okay. they would have had me out of the county, and I would have been uh, doing something totally different, you know. Yeah, but thank well, God I didn't.
0: Well, I needed it. I didn't even know I needed it, but I needed it. And, um,
1: yeah, I was scared straight You're right.
0: And just so everyone knows, like, I think I was with coach Tucker for about three years, I think. Right. Yeah, I, like, I know for sure too, yeah. but I'm thinking three. Cause then I stayed back yeah. a year cause I was like, I, I, I just had so much stuff going on. I really wanted to be in control yeah. of my life. Right. Cause <laughs> I just, I just needed yeah. things my yeah. way in that moment, but um, I think I stayed with you like three years. So this is a three-year relationship, um, of yeah. me and Coach Tucker while we were in middle school, and um, uh, and now it's you know it's it's beyond that. I'm 46 years old, yeah, and here I am talking to to my <laughs> and,
1: I, and I'm sixty-six.
0: Seventh grade, you I'm six sixty-six. Yeah.
1: Sixty-six. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There
0: you go. Yeah. So I guess she was yeah. a young man when I was um. And yeah like
1: Yeah, I told you. Yeah. So look, that wasn't in no book. I was I was going on the I was fly I was going off the cuff when I was dealing with you guys. Yeah. But I was young enough to realize I don't want these kids to go down a path yeah. they can't recover from. Yeah. And that yeah. was it. You yeah. know, and yeah. that was it. And I guess, you know, I and that's what I said a while ago when I got the job in Cumberland County. You know, in the, and looking back, that's one of the best things that ever happened to me. Yeah. You know, it really was. So, you know, so I'm 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 proud of what I did. I'm proud of you guys of where you turn out. Yeah. All
0: right. We are okay, last question. Okay. Well, it's not even a question. This is just your time to speak. So the lessons I would like you to share the lessons you've learned in life and the lessons that you wish others understood much earlier.
1: Well, some of the lessons I've learned in life is this for young folk. Find something you're passionate about and commit to it. Uh, whatever your passion is in life, if it's if it's uh, whatever you like, you know. Somebody told me something: if you do something that you love, it's never a job. And uh, and my brother told me sometimes the difference in people who are successful and those who are not. A lot of times, people who are successful, they are able to identify what they like and what they want to do early they identify early and they just they they pattern their life and they they strive to be what it is that they hope to be when they were ninth grade 10th grade 11th grade you know i i i had a i found an old uh yearbook the back now they call them annuals but i i remember my brother had in there when he was in 11th grade going to the 12th grade had in there Ambition back then, and mm-hmm. his ambition was to be a dentist now he was seventeen years old. Wow, now he wound up being a dentist,
0: yeah,
1: but my point is, and he was the one who told me, Eric, find something for young people find something you if you're good in computers, if you're good in 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 debate if you want to be, like you you law school you're good at at social work, find something you want to do. And, and and put your heart into it. And more times than not, you'll be successful. You know, um, the thing that I did, uh, and and it panned out, uh, my brother was a dentist. My middle brother was a mortician, okay? And I sometimes was the last brother. So I'm like, okay, you know, I, I want to kind of try to, you know, uh, out, not outdo them, but I want to try to be something that I'm not. Mm -hmm. I always love sports, Sandra. You know, I always love coaching. And see, coaching is, like I said, it's like psychology, man. You're dealing with different people. you you talk. What you're doing is you're trying to tell kids you can do anything you want to do. But we got to go for it. We got to practice for it. We got to prepare for it. And coaching was the biggest thing like life to me because sometimes you win, but you got to prepare. You know, sometimes you don't win, but you got to prepare. And that's life. Sometimes you don't you don't come out where you want to be, but but you gotta prepare. And if you prepare, you're not gonna fall that that short of of being successful, whatever success is to you. Um, I don't have a blueprint to follow this, follow that, and you'll be a okay. But I do know you, uh, the bottom line is, and you got to keep. Striving for for better and bigger things in your life. Don't let nobody tell you you can't be nothing. I remember when I was in high school, I was going to go to college, and when uh, a teacher told me, uh, "You think you're something? You wait, you get to North Carolina Central next year. You're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna be a nothing." Now she don't realize that stuck in my craw for the rest of my life, even to this day. Mm. She she don't she she doesn't realize. So my, don't tell kids what they can't do. Tell them what they can do. You know, and uh, I mean, there's no there's no magic wand that I wave or I can wave on kids. But John Brown, like I wave my hand to you and up against the locker, and you're not the only one. Uh, you just you just gotta love what you do, and you gotta you gotta have a mentor. You gotta find somebody you 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 can believe in. You got you got to find somebody you don't want to disappoint. Mm. You know you got to find somebody like nah, man. I don't want to disappoint this dude. You know, or if if hell if it ain't never proving them wrong. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know whatever whatever it takes for you to say I told you I was gonna make it. You mm. know I told you I was gonna be something. Yeah. And then you know you got to have that, but hopefully it's it's not that you got somebody that's putting you down. Hopefully, you have somebody that's building you up, Sandra And I mean, I don't have any words for wisdom except just go for it, whatever these young people. But you, you can't. You got to realize that being a black young man or woman, that the game is stacked against you. So you got to try two. You got to be two times as better. You got to be twice as better. Look, with the record I had at Fever State, the wins, and I don't say this because I'm not a braggadocious person. We won three hundred games. That's the more games than anybody in the history of Ever State has ever won. But if I was, that's, if I was white, put it like this, I would have gotten chances at mid majors at, like, say, James Madison or or or, or, or ODU. You know, I, you know, I just got kind of stuck. A Black man's curse. I got stuck, but it wasn't ugly because I loved what I did. But my point of it is, you know, sometimes if you're black, you got to you got to go twice as hard, Sandra. Mm-hmm. You got to go twice as hard, and that's what I can't say that I wish I had gone to a, a, a non a a, 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 non black non a, not not an HBC, excuse me. But I, that that's another experience because what I saw at Central, North and Central. And what I tried to see at Fayetteville State when I had teaching the girls, coaching the girls, is like you. I could talk to people like you because you related to me and I related to you. The kids that Fayetteville State, a lot of them were like you. They they had it rough. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got one or two that come to mind now. A girl named Michelle Dent. Her mom was strung out. Mm-hmm. I never saw her a night. She played, this girl played four years of college basketball, was all, everything. Never saw one day of one member of her family. And I never get, senior night, she asked me, said, Coach Tucker, will you walk with me out on the court as my representative on senior night? Now, this is a college girl. Yeah. Didn't have nothing. Do you know she stayed in the dorm over the Christmas holidays her freshman year? Because she didn't have a home to go to. She was from Goldsboro. Stayed on campus. You know how big Fever State is at night. Ain't nobody on the whole campus but you. No car, no nothing. But she made it. And you know what? She's less like you. She is now. She retired. She called me last year. She retired from the army as a lieutenant colonel. Well. <laughs> Poor man. but she did. Have, you know, she was like you. But you can have. You gotta. You know, kids. You gotta. You gotta be there for kids, Sandra. Now, and, and I'm so glad. And I hope you're there for kids. In your area, where yeah. you are,
0: yeah.
1: So yeah. don't forget where you came from. Reach out. No, and touch them. I, I can't. You know I, I mean? can't forget it. I can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there, there's no, there's no magic wand. But John Brown, reach out and touch kids in your neighborhood or your school or your community, because somebody's gonna listen. One or two may you may you may get ten. Oh, I don't want to hear that, that that talk. But one or two gonna listen, and that's all you can do. You just got if you if you reach one, Sandra, you've done a job, baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I've been rambling and talking, but it's okay. That's, it's that's all just where I do <laughs> It's all good stuff. But thank you for saying that. All good stuff. When are you coming to Fayetteville again?
0: So I am. I'm, um, I'm trying to get down to the Charlotte area this weekend and back okay. into Fayetteville okay. in November. So when I do come, because okay. I, I would love to take you out to lunch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sit yeah. Down.
1: Yeah. We'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go down memory lane for real. Yeah,
0: yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. know we're we're coming to a wrap, and I just want um the viewers and listeners to know, like, this was truly my um, it was I think our our mean in Spring Lake Junior High, our Joe Clark. Um, uh, and it's so funny because when I saw the movie and I saw uh, Morgan Freeman playing you know, this yeah. is Joe Clark character. Um I remember saying I had a Joe Clark and it was it was Coach Tucker. Um I didn't have many I, I don't remember black teachers, male teachers. Um because yeah. you were the only one I really had throughout yeah my middle school. You were the only one. And you know I came from yeah um, I was at prospect in uh in Robinson County. There was no black teachers. It was all white. It was maybe one, but they were in higher grades. So I didn't grow up where I saw black teachers um, until I came into that area. (laughs) And so for me, you were that Joe Clark. You were, to me, you were so extreme. Um,
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I still am.
0: Yeah, you were so intimidating, but you did not take any math. So it's funny, you're like, don't start that one being that. I'm like, what?
1: Yeah. yeah, That's what everybody said. What? What kind of joke is this? What kind of motto is this? I'm quoting James Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but it worked.
0: It, it worked. It worked. And we would try yeah. you, but you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was one other black teacher there, and I think his name was Mister Latham. He was maybe like um, a substitute teacher. I remember him. He would come and go. But you uh, were that. You were that yeah. consistent teacher that was there. Yeah. And yeah. so you were our, I think you were our Joe Clark. Um,
1: as kids, you know, we were, you know, we kind of thought you were like. You yeah, put the and on that the was lean on me. That was going on back then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I just didn't lock the I didn't put the chains on the door. That's all I did.
0: Right? Instead, we yeah. had the other one black teacher, would have been the in school suspension teacher, which was Mr. Lawson. He would put the chain on the door. Yeah. You <laughs> inside the room. So, yeah. um, so yes, yeah, so, but I'm grateful for you. Um, <laughs> And I think lastly, coach, um, I just, you know, I want to tell you and the teachers that may watch this and listen, you know, your presence is so impactful and so necessary and so needed because as you keep saying, if you can just reach one, what I would tell you is the one life you reach, um, we reach out into our community, the stories, My experiences with you and with my other teachers, my children grew up hearing about. And and you all set the, the, the mark for the teachers that my children had because I knew what I needed. And although my kids didn't grow up in that same environment that I grew up in, um, I still expected those teachers to be there for them to ask them questions you. that I couldn't, you know, that, yeah. to, you know, get answers that I was unable to get from them because I do know that many of us, we do, we, we look up to our teachers. And so um, I'm grateful for you and the hard work that you did and all the labor, all the years. And, and I know there's so many of us that are so appreciative of you um, and so many other teachers that hear this, but um you know, your teaching and mentoring is outside of the school, outside of those walls. Um, and you've just really, I read, I followed you at Fable state. I've read it over the years. Um, and you've just really had a huge impact on a lot of lives and I'm thankful for it.
1: Well, I'm, I'm thankful that I can, uh, uh, share this with anybody and especially with you, because like I told you before, um, I know it's coming from the heart and, um, uh, and 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 that's what that's what matters so much. Um, and like I said, that there, there's no blueprint for all the teachers. or Anybody listening out there, just be yourself, be genuine, uh, and and uh, just be, just be good to people and tell them what they need to know so they can be successful. And I, I'm I'm doubly proud of, of you, Sandra. I mean that with the bottom of my heart. And uh, I hope this was. Not a waste of anybody's time because it truly wasn't a mine. I hope I answered uh, the checks that you wanted. Uh, and like I said, I, I'm just here for you if you need me. And we still can talk if you need to talk sometime, just a, just a general conversation. I'll be here for you, okay?
0: Thank you, Coach Tucker. Thank you so I much.
1: <laughs> I got
0: Oh, my goodness. I told you. I told you all. <sighs> Coach Tucker. Coach Eric Tucker. <laughs> oh, my gosh. When, when I tell you I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, um, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. It is so, so good to talk with him, to see him, and to engage with him, and to the, to actually reminisce about the excellence that actually came out of Spring Lake Junior High during that era where he and I both were there. Um, Big shout out to Miguel, Travis, um, Chris, Myesha, Laquita, um, Carol. There's so many people. Um, Reggie, uh, (laughs) you know, and I just look back. Sandy, these are all students that came through the ranks with me. And there's so many others I'm not naming, but there's so many others that are just living a great life. Um, a successful life. Um, you know, they are remembered. You know, the teachers, Ms. Quarters, Miss Graham, Miss McCoy, Mr. Latham, <laughs> um, Tucker, Um, Hicks. There's so many others that Lawson, so many others that I could name, even Mr. Blackwell. (laughs) There's so many others that were there and it's, it's amazing. Um, Spring, Lake junior high, I guess that would have been the class 80, probably 88, 89, 87. Yeah, I I don't have any yearbooks. So, if anyone's listening from Spring Lake and you went to school with me um, and you have a yearbook, then, you know, let me know. I would love to just kind of get a glimpse of it, um, look up a few people, just check in on them and just see where life has taken them. So, again, this was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful um, look back in my life and I look forward. So, I do believe that we are ever evolving. We are ever evolving in this life and you too are ever evolving. And I would love to know more and hear more about your story. We all have a story. We all have something to tell. So thank you for listening. Thank you for hearing and joining me tonight as I've talked with Coach Tucker and go ahead, set your notifications. I would love for you to continue to join me throughout the remainder of 2022 Because I will continue to um, have these discussions, heartfelt discussions, an ever evolving life series um, throughout December of this year. So I will see you all again soon. Sugar Queenie Love of the Relationship Zone signing out. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Bye bye.